Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Anand Chandra, who is the co-founder of Aria.ag, uh, which is India's largest integrated grain commerce platform. Uh, hi Anand, welcome to ELI. I, I, Thank you, Priyam. Thank you. I, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a bit about Aria.ag and what's, what's the concept of uh, grain commerce platform. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Aria.ag. Uh, I'm an agri graduate with the from Allahabad Agriculture Institute. Uh, I'm a postgraduate in agri business management from National Institute of Agriculture Extension Management, called as Manage. Passed out in 2004. Worked for ICICI Bank for almost eight plus years in the agri business division on the commodity finance side. And then started this journey along with my other co-founders. Uh, at Aria.ag, what do we do? We are trying to give freedom. We're trying to give freedom to farmers or farmer producer organizations when to sell their product and whom to sell the product. So the problem statement today with the Indian agriculture is that at, at the post-harvest stage, there is a problem as they, these guys have a compulsion to sell to the local people only or people whom they know. So that restricts them the, uh, to earn better prices for their produce. So we want to, at Aria.ag, want to give them freedom to do this. So how do I give freedom to sell when they want to sell and whom they want to sell? Mm -hmm. so the freedom is available by taking warehouses close to them. You know, so we manage close to 10,000 storage units, 3,000 directly with us and 7,000 to other uh, which are listed on our platform. So we are taking warehouses close to the farm gate. So what does it do? It gives an opportunity to the farmers and the FPOs to store commodities in it. At the time of harvest, when the prices are low, they are able to store commodities in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. We have tie-ups with banks. We have our own NBFC through which we give them loan because they need money to meet their consumption need. They need money to meet their uh, next cropping season needs. So that money through loan comes to them. Then when the prices appreciate, we give them an access whom to sell without, you know, through our platform. So we connect them buyers. Mm -hmm. So in and all in all, Aria.ag is about providing them storage services at the doorstep, providing them finance, and then layering it up with a trade thing. Mm. All three services are integrated for the farmer or the FPO or the depositor. Mm. So we make money on all three fronts. We are the only ag tech startup which has turned profitable among all the ag tech startups in the country. And, and as entrepreneurs, we have been profitable since year one of operations. So all three entities for us today, like warehousing entity, the finance entity and the trade entity, all are profitable entities. Hmm. So, uh, thinking from a farmer's point of view, uh, I would like to understand how does a farmer discover your platform? That is number one. And as a farmer, I might not be as uh, digitally literate to use a SaaS platform. Uh, so how how do how do farmers uh, find it easy or difficult to use your platform? See, uh. We have a very different understanding about Indian agriculture. Mm. Believe me, the way some of the articles which have been 
written for last decade or two about Indian farmers, let me tell you they are much more intelligent or much more adaptive to than what we see. The problem with the Indian agriculture is that it is so diversified that all these articles which gets written about those uh, Indian, you know, portraying about Indian agriculture are very small. The, the sample size is very small. For mm -hmm. example, like when we were in ICICI Bank, they used to have one loan product which used to do well in one state may not do well in another state. Okay. Say for say for example, I, I give you another analogy. Uh, the microfinance bank of Bangladesh did wonderful. It that model did not work in India. Mm. Similarly, Pakistan produces a lot of uh, fast bowlers. Indians have not been able. But now since so there is a lot of diversity within Indian agriculture, which may vary within a say 100, 200 kilometers. The point which I'm trying to put across is people always complain that, you know, Indian supply chains are inefficient. Indian, what people don't realize is with the ticket size, what a farmer or an FPO produces, mm -hmm. this is the most efficient a supply chain can be. Why is that? This is the most efficient. Uh, why is that? Uh, I give you a classic example. I... Whenever I go to the airport from my home, I cross this Najafgarh Mandi. Mm -hmm. Whenever I am crossing, which could be 12 in the night, 3 in the morning, 5 in the morning, I see the truckloads of vegetable which comes. Each truckload, without a tech intervention, they know at this shop I have to drop this much kgs of this material, this much kgs of that material, this much kgs of this material. Hmm. The moment you corporatize it or add more tech and add more things, the cost goes up. Hmm. See, somewhere in between people will have to bear the cost. Right. But these channels are such efficient that if we don't do this, um, we'll try to break in and do it, people will find it difficult. Tell me why we don't have any company which is present across this country for one product of agri. They are not. Other than Amul, which is in milk, and still a cooperative, we don't see any company, ITC is trying to do this with their ATA division, but we don't have many people doing this. The reason is that it is so difficult to adopt and break those chains. It it, it becomes uh, difficult for to bring efficiencies in those systems. And everything in our country boils down to money. Mm. All said and done, uh, we, we are a very hypocritic society in terms that we want to do welfare for the farmers, but we don't want to pay them more. So right. that, is, that is a hypocrisy with which we live in. With this hypocrisy, the backdrop, uh, my personal opinion is these, these supply chains are very much efficient. What these chains lack is a lack of capital or lack of money or lack of embedded finance. Mm. That is what is needed to, you know, to bring more vibrancy in the systems. Tech will play its part. Tech will is required to reduce the transaction cost. Tech is required to do monitoring on the system, you know. But it is difficult to run a parallel system to what it is there. So the tech usage has to be done from the perspective of adding more efficiencies in the existing channel rather than trying to create another channel of your own. Hmm. Got it. That's, uh, that's what, yeah. Got it. So, uh, 
tell us a bit about you know the technology platform uh, we we spoke about tech uh, and every thing uh, these days uh, is about tech uh, tech has to play a role in everything be it retail commerce uh, uh, even even in uh, agriculture also but what is the underlying technology that is powering um these farmers how are we being bringing efficiency in, into the system like you mentioned there is already a existing system in place uh, which is not organized but people who are there in the uh, ground level they understand uh, the efficiency they uh, do it very efficiently already so how are we bringing more efficiency into the system through our technology so what we have done is we are trying to we have listed on the behavior. See, what we need to do is we need to, whenever you put a new product, especially on the agri side, you need to study the behavior. Mm. Why do a, a farmer or an association goes to local money lender? They need to go because they get finance easily. Mm. Easily in a sense that they don't have 10 days of sanctioning thing to be done, not 10 papers to be submitted. It's an across the table, OTC, you call it, over the counter kind of a thing. Mm. So if you want to beat that system, your enablement of the processes using tech has to be such that you do match that. So what we have done is, from the time a farmer comes to our warehouse, mm. I can verify the KYC instantly. By the time the stocks are getting unloaded in my warehouse, I will verify the KYC. I can give him a sanction up to 50 lakhs to a farmer and one and a half crore to other depositors in less than five minutes if everything of their civil track record is okay. Mm -hmm. So they get the sanction letter. They can then use an OTP on their mobiles to sign the documents. So they can e-sign the documents right there then using their mobile phones. Mm -hmm. Then by the time the stocks are unloaded through our machine learning system, the when the details are entered into the system, for example, Priya has bought me say thousand tons of or say thousand bags of wheat. The system will automatically calculate the loan to value for it and then transfer that balance into my account as a farmer. I then have to click on that and accept on that. So mm -hmm. that's how far the system has been. Okay. So uh, tell me one thing. We we understand, uh, we, we solve for uh, finance, we solve for warehouse, we solve for multiple things here. But uh, as a venture, what is the core problem statement if, if we sum it all up? What's the core problem that we are solving uh, for our uh, uh, customers? See, the core for problem for a farmer is that at the time of harvest, the prices are low because every the, these are productions is an agri-based industry, so the productions are only restricted based on the Temperature, for example, wheat will get harvested in the month of April, May. Paddy will get harvested in the month of October, November, most of the time. So, so these are seasonal in nature. Now, mm -hmm. at the time of harvest, because there is a glut in the market, the prices go down. Now, if as a farmer, the prices are down, that means there is a less return for you. Mm. And farmer needs money. For example, if a farmer has produced paddy in the month of October, he needs money to buy seeds. He needs money to meet the consumption needs. He needs money to buy fertilizer. So from where will the money come? So he has to sell the produce. But if he gets, if he sells the produce as a less cost or a less price, the return will be less for him. Mm -hmm. So what this, what we are trying to do is we are giving him a warehouse facility. 
warehouse facility scientific storage helps them to reduce any losses today a farmer if they store the produce in their farm gate it may be prone to more pest infestation but scientific storage helps them to uh, uh, prevent those losses which could be in a tune of five to seven percent so they save on those losses number one second immediate finance which is like a five or ten minute tat on from sanction to disbursement help us to help them to get the money immediately into their bank account mm. which may be the tat may be at par with a local money lender but the rates are much lower than what they get from a local money lender. so they may save money there and if things goes good, prices appreciate, they sell at a higher price. So they get a better return. Hmm. Got it. So that's uh, the three side what we're trying to solve. Uh, if I were to sum it up, I would say we are solving for uh, farmers' profitability. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, tell us uh, what, uh, how do we make money as a venture? How, uh, how, what are the different streams of revenues that we have got? See, rental is one, mm -hmm. interest earning is a second, third is the when I connect the buyers on the seller, the trade income. So mm -hmm. at each step, we may be the cheapest in the market, but with all three steps together, makes us the most efficient in the market. Got it. It's like a product is there, I am layering services on that. So which helps us to get the get a good pie of income. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, so uh... Uh, I I I'd like you to take us to through the evolution journey of Aria dot Let's start with how it all started. Uh, when did you think of building this venture, and uh, what what was the trigger uh, thing for you? How how did you land up here? Um, what was your initial hypothesis? What were you trying to build? So while we started our journey, we always thought of creating an impact on the rural side. An impact need not be by trying to do a, a Eureka moment, but trying to do basic things right. So the basic thing which we found is that while we were in the bank, uh, we found that banks have challenges in terms of reaching to the smallholder farmers at their farm gate. Most of the banks prefer to be in the tertiary markets, which are markets or consumer markets. Going to the primary production centers it was increasing their transaction costs. So there, there is a need for somebody to do this. Like, so we identified that gap. So how do I do this? Where do I start? So we started with warehouses. So we started with warehouses with corporate, then build a retail ecosystem around it, which has helped us to get the warehouses, then get the bank to do the financing or our own NBFC to do the financing, and then build a tech platform to connect the buyers and the sellers together. See, the advantage with us is that we are holding stock. So if suppose mm -hmm. Priya today wants to buy a commodity, uh, there is somebody who is connecting Priya to a seller, but there is somebody like Arya who is between, who is confirming that this is a quality and I'm holding the stocks. Mm -hmm. So that is an additional comfort which people get when they come to our platform. Let's say somebody underwriting, like something which happens today with Amazon. Why do people buy at Amazon or not uh, every another website? Or, uh, because... They know the product will be good. They know if something goes bad, Amazon will pitch in and give us this comfort. So tomorrow, if Amazon uh, for like certain types of product, which where they put in that uh, non-refundable or non-thing, those people don't buy or they buy to up to a certain value based on the risk they would want to take. But if you're buying an iPhone 14, you're buying with a guarantee that, okay, I will get a right product. 
and if something goes bad, I have Amazon backing. So tomorrow, if Amazon starts selling iPhones with no refundable or no returnable, I don't think people will buy from it. Mm. So it's the same philosophy which extends here. We are holding the stock so people need somebody to confirm or underwrite the quality and quantity of stocks, the availability and the... So that's what uh, is, is the need of the R in this industry. So when you build uh, platforms with multiple functionalities and multiple stakeholders in it, you first tend to acquire one set of uh, stakeholders first and then build a uh, demand for it at the other side. So uh, having said that, tell us what was the first set of entities that you onboarded to your platform? Is it farmers? Is it banks? Or is it warehouses? So what we did first, so what we did first, uh, Priya, is that we had uh, this company, Arya Collateral, which was a collateral management to ICC Bank. It was a part of the JM Bakshi Group, one of the largest shipping and the freight forwarding company. So while we were in, in ICC Bank, Arya Collateral used to be uh, a company which was doing the collateral management on behalf of the bank. So we had approached Mr. Krishna Bhaikotak, who is the chairman of the JM Bakshi Group currently. And we agreed on taking the control of the company with a 65% stake. The group supported us initially. So we started with warehousing first. So there was a set of clients, like the bank was one of the set already with them. So we started with collateral management. We went to warehousing. So we gradually built an ecosystem around you know, working with corporates to get to people know who Arya is. Mm -hmm. And then in 2017, we launched our own NBFC. We got a license from RBI uh, to do the lending business on our books. And this is when uh, this lending business started. And in 2021, we have our tech platform coming in. So everything was gradual. We did not want it to do all things in one go. We've been shaping it up gradually, adding more layers of services to our depositors. So the, our depositor remains same who came to us for warehousing. Finance is what got added. Trade is now what got added. Maybe logistic could be another, insurance could be another layers which we will add in coming years. Mm. I, I think uh, the number of warehouses you have onboarded is massive. So tell us about, about it. How did you onboard so many warehouses in such a short time? We were operational in those areas. Mm -hmm. We were managing close to 3,000 of our own warehouses. So there's a lot of word of mouth which was there in the market, which has helped us to gain the trust of the people who are there. See, end of the day, if say, for example, if I'm in Kota, I'm managing 10 warehouses, then the other ecosystem of 70-odd warehouses, people people come to know that, okay, these guys are there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and believe me, uh, the price discovery or information discovery with the so much usage of WhatsApp and other social media is so easy now. These information flow much faster than what we think of. Hmm. So, and 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 it's a it's a business model for everybody. See, uh, people switch over or adopt things when it becomes a necessity or there is an advantage. Hmm. So, people saw certain uh, uh, I would say advantages by collaborating with us. That has helped us to get those numbers. Hmm. So now we have become a big entity. We are solving for multiple problems for the uh, farmers and we are operating at a large scale. But I think we are still trying to innovate. We are still trying to become a, a better company every day. So what is the direction uh, of the future? How are we 
seeing the future which direction are we going see in agree we need to or any organization per se the dis uh, the disadvantage today is technically is also an advantage you know the disadvantage is that there's a lot of disruption through tech so you need to adopt yourself to stay relevant mm -hmm. so this so for us the adoption to stay relevant is what will keep us going in the right direction the day we start stop adopting new processes or new systems or new technology will become irrelevant so the direction is to be one of the largest player in the post harvest space is our endeavor to be and we will gradually also move slightly on the pre harvest side so we have last year acquired one company which using satellite images gives you the crop production estimates on the crop uh, damage estimates so that's one layer of another service which will add trying to add to another, our customers which will you know uh, strengthen our bonds with our depositors mm. got you uh, and uh, i i think uh, technologies like ai and blockchain they are also uh, solving a lot of problem in agri and uh, especially in markets like india there are some companies have come up uh, who are using ai and all uh to solve uh, agri problems so any any initiatives around that uh, we we are doing so all our system are machine learned we are using ai enabled cameras to monitor the, the warehouses physically and today you can sit in your office or at home and log in into our app and see the stocks which are available sitting at home mm -hmm. these uh, cameras are not like ordinary cctv cameras these are uh, ai learned cameras i would say where they work only on trigger basis for example if i put into the system that after 6 o'clock if you notice a movement around a warehouse you give me an alert so that is what it will give me an alert or mm -hmm. if they notice a movement of a vehicle around the proximity of the warehouse this is when i get an alert to for the safe keeping uh, the cameras are turned to to or uh, i would say to calculate the bags for example if anand is moving into a warehouse with a gunny sack it will count one inward mm -hmm. if i'm coming out without a bag it will not count as outward they only count when the bag is there so mm -hmm. human movements are not calculated so that's how the cameras are being uh, ai based cameras are being you know used here machine learning is there we have moved to blockchain already on the ledgers which we want to create for the depositors with us so so uh, speaking of blockchain i i think there are uh, some uh, markets where blockchain is uh, playing a big part in uh, you know uh, recording the uh, sources of the uh, agri products like where it was produced uh, how, what kind of uh, materials were used uh, in in producing um, the uh, agri so uh, any visibility in any such things we had we had we are trying to do if what we uh, yeah what we are trying to do is our thought process is slightly different on that front mm -hmm. see what we are trying to do is we are trying to copy what the european or the western nations want us to do see if you look at what does traceability solve so traceability moving on blockchain will solve to us not much see mm -hmm. what this is going to do is tomorrow if there is an export rejection or somewhere this food found bad they will tell you this has come from this farm 
Now you imagine a scenario in India where one truck load has has produced some five farmers. Mm. How will you identify which belong bags belongs to which farmer? Or this wheat has been converted to flour, which bag has converted to which atta? Mm. These are questions which this needs to solve. The, we are looking at this problem. We are, we know there is a problem which exists. So we're trying to solve this problem through a different approach, which we are piloting. Mm -hmm. So what does this problem, what are we trying to solve through traceability? We are trying to solve that the right quality of product reaches there. And if there's a problem in the farm, we are able to identify and plug in. We want to go back to the farm straight away. We want to say, so where does the problem arise? The problem will arise from three things. Number one is the soil content. If the soil has higher pesticidal residue, same thing gets imbibed into the product. That's number one. Number two, the package of practices which is adopted by a farmer can, you know, imbibe more or uh, unwanted nutrients into the product. Hmm. Number three, the contamination during the supply chain. Hmm. So let's assume that there is no contamination during the supply chain because that's where it's very difficult to identify even the current mechanism. Hmm. So the first two problems can be solved through the company which we have acquired where we are now piloting with several FPOs across the country where we will monitor the package of practices for a farm level and we will do the soil testing before monitoring and based on the soil content and the package of practices we will ensure that the produce that comes out will meet all standards so i don't have to come back for a rejection i will produce the right quality on day one mm. so we're trying to solve that problem there rather than going there and coming back and all this who halla happening mm. let us solve the problem there and if i'm able to solve this problem at negligible cost adoption will be faster see Sorry. traceability will come at a huge cost we need mm. to all understand there will be cost at the farmer producers in and the, the longer the supply chain we have the longer the cost is okay. who is going to bear that who is going to bear that cost the question still remains uh, see it is the dominance of any product is no longer there that you can have 50% margin so you can spend 5% on traceability mm. everybody is working on a wafer thin margins so who is going to pay for this the, any technology which i always feel has to be economically feasible for it to get adopted mm. because otherwise technologies are good it is only on the usage and adoption which will make them success Hmm. that is where we are coming from it has to be economically feasible for someone to adopt those technologies correct my my final question for you uh, tell us what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you how would you define the term entrepreneur I would say uh, uh, productive pressure versus unproductive pressure productive pressure is when you do your start your journey, it all boils down to you as a person who is responsible. Mm. You may not have any unproductive pressures of doing some things which people have asked you to do or you are doing out of obligation because you are in a job. So that's a big difference. The journey is everything boils down to you. Mm. 
pay salaries on time responsibility is yours handling investors responsibility is yours so, so it it's it's a it's a everything is to be done by you but what comes with it is the freedom to do what you want to do mm. so i would say freedom is what is available to you as an entrepreneur which is no which is may not be available in jobs got you well uh, on this note i think uh, we are uh, almost up with the time uh, thanks for joining us mr anand and it was a pleasure to have you on our platform and our best wishes for aria.ag thank you peer thank you so much pleasure is mine too